Welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 262. And this week we're getting down to the dogs that kill territory. Dog (laughs) eat dog. Yes. And it's, you know, because Christmas. Sure. Why not? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I just wanted to watch these movies, guys. Don't give me no shit. Okay. (laughs) We, if you want to hear some fucking Christmas movies, we did them in the past for years, okay? Years. <laughs> Months of this shit. We're running out. <laughs> anyway, so this week we're going to be talking about Man's Best Friend from 1993 and... Rottweiler from 2004. What'd you call it? <laughs> Rottweiler. <laughs> Rottweiler. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you, baby. I it's know. just cute. <laughs> I can't help it. It's like dyslexic brain. It's when you see two L's next to each other, you're like, I know. what I'm the like, fuck? Oh Holy shit! Did you see two two L's? It's two T's. Whatever. You know what I mean. T-T's. Two you know what I mean. Whenever you see double letters. Right. Anyway. But yeah, basically, we're going to be talking about these two movies, but uh, boy, were they interesting. There's a lot of fun to be had in these movies, I think, if you really look. But some people are going to be like, eh. It's pure garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Did that guy make you angry? Like, just listening to him talk? Yes. God. We found a guy who calls himself satire, and all he does is shits on everything that comes out. Like, literally anything. And that's his satire. I'm like, we need less of that. <laughs> Why? Well, you, you shouldn't be watching shit like that. Well, supposedly it's satire, but I think it's bullshit. I think that's just... He he's sounded just, serious. He sounded pretty bitter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like He was very angry for not ever playing that <laughs> video game. I, I hope you guys never feel that way about me because I just think we have too many fucking wonderful films out there. And for us to complain about a fucking movie that bad, it, it, the way we heard it, it would be like the most spoiled gatekeeping brat shit fucking party <laughs> I'd ever joined to. So fuck that. Uh, we, that's not this podcast. I mean, we do take the piss out of some movies, but it's all in good fun. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I've seen so much worse. So... <laughs> <laughs> And even some of the worst shit I've ever seen, I really am just picking at it, you know, because right. I admire anybody who makes movies, uh, games, all that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have so many fucking choices, guys. Stop fucking whining about it. 
<laughs> like seriously, like we have decades behind us that I guarantee you you haven't seen. If you don't like this year's fucking new movie remake, yeah, fucking watch one of the other hundreds. Fucking calm the, the fuck. The remakes. Th- yeah, like calm down, dude. We don't need to be angry all the time. I have literally been trying to fill my brain with positive stuff for a many. I did for like three or four days. That's good. I took a break. Although, by the way, uh, didn't you get blocked? I just. <laughs> I went into Facebook jail. <laughs> I got too many things I want to say. Okay. So first off, I uh, I have been trying to push like positive information, positive media, things that are like kind of hopeful and, and have meaning and stuff and, you know, are sad, but kind of happy, sad kind of things. I hate that shit. Yeah, she hates it. <laughs> I, hate I fucking it. send it to her all the time because oh I'm like, God, you need to remember that there are good things in this world because if you tune into social media, you're going to fucking murder somebody. Okay. Because <laughs> you can't live with that kind of negativity blaring in your face that's literally like like torture like you know when they fucking played i can't remember what it was was it ministry that they played over the or no it was skinny puppy that they played over the fucking to the torture guys in fucking guantanamo bay oh yeah and then fucking skinny puppy sued the fbi or sued fucking and they won hell yeah (laughs) yeah dude it's like them blaring fucking negativity to your brain all day long it's torture man don't torture yourself or just don't get on facebook now this doesn't fucking go to horror lengths where it's like oh if you watch all this violence on the screen it's not real bitch shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) i hate that shit too shut the fuck up (laughs) but yeah negativity will get to you and so it's funny i uh i i was i've been sharing like positive shit and i saw okay so you guys know the the cover of cobra right we've talked about this on the show before yeah Sylvester Stallone's cop. Sylvester, can I say? Can I speak now? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I don't speak. You, very you very will sure. speak when <laughs> spoken to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is in a movie called Cobra, and on the cover, it's like this red cover with him in the sunglasses and a like a gun, and. <laughs> It says, crime is the disease and, you know, here is the cure. And so somebody thought it'd be funny to take out Sylvester Stallone's head and put fucking Robert Robert Smith Smith from The Cure as the literal sense of here is the cure. (laughs) And it's hilarious. And I think it's funny because if you know The Cure, it's like they don't sing about anything but love and being, you know, lost love and forgetting people and like squeaky toys from Murray (laughs) that are squeaking in the background hey this is a dog show so you're allowed to do it this one that's time that's true it is a dog but show but i'm gonna beat the shit out of him <laughs> don't un- you say that oh i will i will you. lock him in the closet for seven days you will not i'll lock you in the fucking closet anyway so what i'm trying to get at before i was so interrupted by squeaky toys Son of a, hit him hit him good cue look he's so on cue he's such a good boy um so what I was trying to say is I posted that picture of Robert Smith, and this is like an old one. So in Facebook, you know how they have the memories thing? Mm-hmm. They So I reshared it again, you know, and I said, this time I said, shoot him in the fucking head, Robert. <laughs> it's kind of violent. It is, but it's like within context. I mean, obviously, Robert Smith is on the fucking front of the cover. Robots don't understand context. And robots should not be handling context either. <laughs> That's what I think. 
So for all of you people out there that think there's only one side of the fence that the fucking, you know, they come for you on Facebook. Guess what? Wake the fuck up. They do it to everybody. I and get this because Facebook fucking ding me for that dumb shit. They fucking went back all the way to February of this year mm-hmm. to a conversation I was having with Josh from Bloody Good Film Podcast. Yeah, bl- from Bloody Good Film Podcast. I never get your name right, by the way. It fucks me up. I don't know why. Dyslexic. Uh. Um, <laughs> so I had to ask Christina every time to make sure I'm saying it right. Just FYI. <laughs> anyway, check him out. Um, so... Me and him were having a conversation about some other fucking movie, and we were making... We always do this. We always go hypothetically what would be this movie if it went this direction or something like that. And and I did it in the group, and they found one comment that was like... Hold on. That I said, lots of, I'll kick your teeth, you mother sucker. It's violent. I'll kick your teeth is what they're looking at. Yeah. And I even violent. went to put mother sucker, sucker, just to be nice. And they fucking still fucking ding me on that. So now I can't even access my own fucking group. That's what you get. And do you love horror? That's what you get. Ah, Fuck you, Facebook. Just come to TikTok. Come come over here to TikTok. No, they're they're actually the same. And my friends are like, oh, why don't you just leave Facebook then? You know what? If I didn't have a podcast and 50 million other things, I totally would. Or you could just be like me and just not get on there. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Unless you have to. Put a black picture up, literally just plain black. It's been that way for years now. Yeah, I know. It's like she's like, forget me. I don't exist. Forget me. I am the darkness. That's... I hide in the shadows. <laughs> she's like, I'm pure goth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, so I just thought it was funny to share it with you guys. So I'll be back on uh, Facebook. Well, to de- technically uh, today, we're recording this on Saturday, and then I'll be back on wait Monday for the group. So Josh is just in time for the episode. So Josh is helping me post in the fucking group and shit. Oh, that's nice. And you may be able to post in the in the on the page because you're an admin. Or I'll you can just use my idea. Fuck you, Facebook. Like at least give me an option to speak to a fucking human being. Like if we get robots out in the street, this is the kind of shit that's gonna happen. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're gonna misinterpret something. You're gonna be like this is the second time now I have been uh, jailed. Mm Mm-hmm. Or warned, at, well, at the very least, for quoting a movie. Well, then maybe you should stop it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just not very happy with Facebook. I'm thinking negative things about you, Facebook. Metaverse, whatever your fucking name is. <laughs> anyway, guys. <yeah. laughs> so I'm having a great week. Anyway, how about you? <laughs> Oh, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to try this shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I came up with a really good idea. Yeah, you really Well, it's you not really. really did. It's, I kind of came up with an idea that somebody else came up with. Let's put it that way. But that's okay. We're still going to try. I turned it into our thing, but you'll see. But I think it might be that time. Thank God. Horse shots! Christina and I just looked at the cross. We did that so well. Like, timed that so well. I don't even think I need to edit it. We both were like, damn, yeah. that was good. And we both gave each other thumbs up. 
as we turned our heads to each other. <laughs> anyway, guys, so one of the movies, we always pick one of the movies for our horror shot theme this week. And, of course, we decided to pick Man's Best Friend with the lovable Max the Cat Chugger. Cat Chugger, I love it. So this shot is called a Cat Chugger. Cat Chudder. Chugger. Ch chugger. Chudder? <laughs> chudder. Double letters. Hmm. So a cat chugger. What's in a cat chugger? Well, basically, uh, in the movie, there's a scene where Max, old good boy, climbs a tree and literally swallows a cat hole, which is probably the most insane thing I've seen all week. He, he swallows him like that because he has snake DNA in him. So he was literally eating the cat like a Right, snake. yeah. But it was cool. It was really... You can see how terrified the cat was, which made me delighted. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So I made a shot based. I'm kidding. Fuck, ca fuck cats. No, I love I love cats. Oh, yeah, you know I do. And I think Alex is actually even hinting. I think to to get, a, get cat. a cat. Dude, I miss Suspiria so much. I know. I think about her every day almost. I know. Me too. She loved me. I was her special daddy. I didn't like cleaning the litter. All right. Well, let's not talk about that. <laughs> We're gonna be taking drinks here. Okay. What do I do? So, and I'm sure this is gonna piss some of you off. I was on. TikTok. <laughs> God, I can't say anything anymore without anybody getting offended. <laughs> Take that off. Take that out. It's hilarious. I'm not taking it off. Fuck you. Okay, fuck you. If you can't take half a sense of humor, get the fuck off, all right? This is my podcast. I do what I like. Suck my dick. <laughs> anyway, she's like, take that off. Take it off. Anyway, so what's in this cat chugga? All you got to do is pour one part of four parts into, well, let me explain it better. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> it's not a shot. It's a chugger, right? So it's going to be more than one shot. So what we decided to do, I was on TikTok perusing and they sometimes have these weird challenges or things on there. And somebody had suggested putting this weird combination together that would make you taste strawberry shortcake. And I was like, ooh, I like strawberry shortcake. So what is this? So you're going to be putting in a glass, like a regular sort of whiskey glass, one shot of vodka, one shot of cranberry juice, one shot of pineapple juice. Now, the, the vodka wasn't in this drink when I watched the video. Just FYI, I added that bit in there to kind of make sort of a drink with it this next ingredient is going to really throw you off but i hear it tastes exactly like strawberry shortcake so we're going to try it out right so the last ingredient you put in a shot glass and set it off to the side after you stir your drink in the whiskey glass and that ingredient in the shot glass that you set off to the side is bellies <laughs> There's no strawberry. See, I don't understand because there's no strawberry in this. How is this going to taste like strawberry? Shortcake? I don't know. But, okay, um, we're going to find out. Maybe your taste buds get confused enough that you just think it is. Okay. So, so we poured one in. part each. One shot to the side of Barley's, my favorite. <laughs> you like Barley's, Christina? <laughs> she doesn't understand the pop culture reference. I don't either. No. <laughs> so do I pour it in? Uh, yeah, we're going to pour it in and slam it. You ready? Oh, we're slamming it? Okay. Dump it. Holy shit. It tastes like strawberry fucking no, shortcake. I, I just taste 
pineapple. Spin it, spin it, shake it, stir it. It does smell like strawberry shortcake, though. Taste it now. That's weird. That's really weird. It tastes really good. There it is. It does. It's totally that. You got to. You got to stir it really good. So you got to stir it up first. You got to. I wouldn't it up. pour the Bailey's in because you, you risk it chunking up a little bit. It's yeah. So you, you. That's why I set it off to the side because we didn't know how long it was going to be before we actually took it. So if you want to do it right away, just mix it immediately and then shoot it. Oh my it. god, that's so weird. It's good. And with the vodka, we both got a shot each. So oh. and it's Bailey's, so it's a little stronger than a regular shot. That's seductive. That's so weird. I like cat chuggers from here on out. So. All right, I guess. Yep, just cat chugging for me. I like. Do you like Bailey's? <laughs> I like Bailey's. What is that from? <laughs> it's from a British television show, The Mighty Boosh. Oh, okay. Yes, it was pretty funny stuff back in the day. Anyway, it's an old meme. Fuck you. You're I'm old. old. Yeah. Anyway, guys, so if you would like to try a cat chugger that tastes actually quite like strawberry shortcake. It's really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of Man's Best Friend from 1993 and Rottweiler. From 2004. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and do that. Oh, oh. Did I, <laughs> did I really? Yes. <laughs> I thought funny. I was getting attacked. Yeah, I'm going to bite you. By a demon Rottweiler. Well, it's that, it's that fucking manly drink I just had right there. That <laughs> got me all wild up. <laughs> anyway, guys, so we're going to be talking about man's best friend first, which Christina did the work on. Yep. Why don't you go ahead and kick it off? A genetically mutated dog is stolen from the lab of a mad scientist by a news reporter who conceals it from her boyfriend and the police in her home. Which is pretty talented, by the way. Let me tell you. Yeah. The dog, Max, endowed with intelligence. And, and a big dick. That's fucking gross. Oh, I'm sure it is. They didn't show it. You don't well, know that. it's genetically predisposed. Anyway, and other special <laughs> abilities is at first lovable. But also proves to be vicious, unstoppable killer. A vicious, unstoppable killer. killer. All right, tagline: companion, protector, killer. Ooh, Ooh spooky dookie. Hold oh. on, I got other taglines I want to share with you. Yeah, they had there was a bunch. quite a few, and I thought they were kind of funny. Hold on, um, he'll bite the hand that feeds him, and then he'll eat the rest. <laughs> Here's another one. His bark isn't half as bad as his bite. How about this one? Yeah. He makes Cujo look like Benji. No. They were like, that's a lawsuit waiting Benji. to happen. <laughs> um <laughs> You can't talk about Benji that way, Hank. <laughs> Cujo, he's a bad dog, but Benji, no, you don't go there. <laughs> People are like, who the fuck is Benji? <laughs> exactly. It's like, you fucking young pieces of shit. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so we got another, the last one. It says, say come. 
and he's there. I don't. My oh, mind, I see, my yeah, mind. Why I didn't use that one. Say come, and he's there. <laughs> Say fetch, and he has it. Say sick him, and all hell breaks loose. Say ride him, cowboy. Oh, stop. And you won't be able to sit fright for a week. <laughs> Genetically predisposed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get him, get him, Max, get him. Moving on. <laughs> this was written and directed by John Mafia. He was a writer on the original Child's Play, and he directed Child's Play 2. Also, The Blue Iguana from mm-hmm. 1988. He directed two episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. He also has art department credits for Repo Man, the original from 1984, and Space Raiders. Nice. 1983. Do you want to talk about what happened? He Unfortunately, he passed uh, he away. He unalived himself. Uh, April of 2020, so yeah, recently. sad. He this was, was just last year. Yeah, uh, he was 63 years old. Right in so, the middle of COVID, too. Yeah, man. like right at the, well, kind of like. The heat, the, 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 yeah, right at the height of that's it. That's kind of scary. I, I hope that wasn't like a that, factor. That, well, you that's know? a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, scary. Yeah. All right, starring Ali Sheedy, who plays Lori. You probably know her as the goth girl in Breakfast Club. God damn. She was also in short... Sprinkle, sprinkle your fucking dandruff all over my chest, lady. What? <laughs> what the fuck is what? You don't remember her shaking her hair to make it snow on her artwork? All right, never mind. Jesus That's fucking Christ. gross. I know. Uh, she was also in Short Circuit and Batteries Not Included. Oh, yeah, Short Circuit, the one where they had that guy talking like fucking he was... Johnny from, from India. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's horrible. I mean, it's a lot has changed since. Then. Right, you can't you don't you do not do that anymore. Yeah, that's a little too much. In and these I days. said batteries not included, which is actually short circuit too, but that's an, a Mandela effect. Oh yeah, the Mandela effect for that one is guys. You guys remember batteries not included? I do. Do you remember batteries still not included? Because if you did. We're from the same dimension. <laughs> Before God split it in half with his large predisposed cock. Pre- genetically predisposed cock. Right. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Cosmic, uh, cosmic magic. Okay. Lance Hendrickson is in this. Oh, yeah. He plays Dr. Jarrett. You know him from, he's Bishop from Aliens. Obviously. Aliens versus Predator. He was also near Dark that yep. we just watched. He was also in Mom and Dad, which I forgot about. Yep. The Mangler 2, which we have not seen yet. He played King Bowser in the Super Mario Brothers oh, movie from 1993. He was in Pumpkinhead. I didn't know that. <laughs> what? I forgot he did that. I know. I love that movie, but I was a kid. I wonder, they have it on Blu-ray now. We should get it. We really should. <clears throat> uh, Pumpkinhead, he was also in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. All right. Robert Castanzo, who plays the detective, he was in Total Recall, the original, and Die Hard 2. We have Frederick Leany. Leany, who plays Perry the Boyfriend. You, We might recognize him from Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes from 1989. Is that the bad one? The yeah, that, really was a bad t- one? that was the TV movie one. Ugh. He was, I know him from Lost. He was in that TV show. He was also in A Season of Supernatural. The British one or the, the, the one on... Supernatural. Yeah, there was a British one, too. Oh, no. It was the American one. Pretty sure. Uh, he was in uh, the first season of American Horror Story, and more recently, he's in Dexter uh, New Blood. Mm, which we need to watch. Yeah. yeah, we do. Uh, Williams, also, I wanted to mention William Sanderson, 
who plays Ray in this movie, when you see him, you know who he is. Like, you recognize him instantly. I know him from True Blood. He played the sheriff. But you might recognize him from Deadwood or the original Blade Runner. Okay. All right. This movie This movie had a budget of $6 million. Hmm. And it only made half that opening weekend. No, it made $12 million. Oh, I thought it made $3 I million. told you it made $12 million. Oh, I lie. You fucking 12 million. lying sack of shit. I liar. <laughs> Alex, what? See, you see why I'm here, folks? You can't steer a ship when she's slamming it into a wall. Oh, cool. You can do all this from now on. <laughs> I'm going to go. Anyway, so this movie is a hell of a lot of fun. I would say whether it be watching Lance Henriksen lose his shit or a giant genetically engineered dog with a huge cock making puppy love. It's just a weird, fun movie that you just can't take too seriously kind of ride. You know, which is funny because I don't remember the funny tones in this movie when I watched it way back in the day. Were you a kid? Yeah, I was pretty young. I mean, this is, you know, 93. I was still in high school. Uh You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why it wasn't like such a smash success, because I've found that like it always seems like when you mix a couple of different tones like comedy and seriousness, people don't really get it and they get weirded out. And the only ones that really like it are the, the fanboys of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. You know, like weird movies that we've liked that people are like, oh, it's just I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable. I didn't know how I feel like that's how people normally are. So I wonder if that maybe played into it. Um, right. I don't know. Maybe people just like us are a special breed. (laughs) (laughs) We're old. Speaking of breeds, this giant Tibetan Mastiff dog with a huge success on film is both cute and as as he is horrifying. Uh, He's obviously another lesson of the don't trust scientists variety because we seem to be watching a lot of those lately. And we wonder why people don't trust them ever. Hmm. I wonder if it's these movies. <laughs> it's literally a theme in every fucking horror movie that we've watched recently. Have you noticed that? Right. So, I'm there's being least, serious. There's at least like one of them. It, dude, it's like at least six out of ten. You know, like it's like, oh, scientists' hubris got way out of control. He's being paid by the global elite to... <laughs> To create monsters that kill everyone. Why would you do that, scientist? Because I'm a scientist. Like they did in Bats, remember? I'm a scientist. I don't remember. (laughs) It was hilarious. Either way, their genetically engineered friendly pup turned wild killer is pretty fun. It's a typical not going to do too much different sort of ride, but it will definitely carry you over the finish line with quite a few laughs and some pretty recognized actors, too. Because, I mean, first of all, you got Ali Sheedy, who is in it. And what self-respecting goth or horror fan didn't absolutely fall in love with her in that, you know, with that little gothling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in Breakfast Club. Come on. Every, I, I, just everyone I know loved her in that movie. Right. They wanted to be inside her head because she was the quiet one. <laughs> anyway, you either wanted to be her or you wanted to see the world through her eyes. Plus, you got Lance Henriksen who, you know, when he's not playing a robot, has some pretty excellent freakout moments, honestly, in some of his films. Not as, you know, high level as like Nicolas Cage, but they're equally disturbing and kind of freaky to see an old man screaming and yelling. About <laughs> and that's no different here. So uh, all in all. 
I would say that I'd love to add this one to our collection. It's a pretty solid film when it comes to just overall entertainment. It's done in kind of a mainstream way, but does a few underground sort of like weird ways of of kind of telling the story with practical effects and things. I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10 for fun. 90s kind of so bad it's good, but actually not a bad movie overall that treads over familiar territory. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. What'd yeah. you think? Oh, so yeah, horror comedy. I love horror comedies. It's not a comedy. When, it's not marked as one. I know, but it is. Um, I When we started watching this, I did tell you, I was like, God, this sounds like child play vibes, like hardcore, like the first one and come to find out it's a fucking director. But anyway, but I wanted less child play vibes in this. I wanted child's, more uh. child's play vibes in this. And I wanted more murder. Yeah. I wanted like more intense. It's pr- toned and, down. Yeah. I wanted more intensity and like less cutesy, you know, uh, three stages kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. But it is the cutest dog ever. I don't like, but it's still like this creepy predator dog right like it's watching people have sex and stuff it's a mixed bag of emotions there going on it really is and there's literally like a predator scene in this (laughs) towards the end wasn't the other movie the one you were calling terminator 2 yeah don't spoil my review for the next movie you got predator in this one and yeah okay yeah it's creepy (laughs) anyway it feels it does feel like like the the forced humor in this is is like trying to get a pg-13 rating i don't know if that makes any sense from 1993 i don't know mm-hmm. um overall it was fun i did enjoy watching it it was very like they had what the fuck moments like, yes very like big. we had already mentioned the cat scene like that the was cat like what scene the is fuck? like is worth owning the movie over in right. general exactly that's the that's the bait to mm-hmm. see the movie exactly it was in the trailer so i don't feel so bad saying it here okay and i gave it a six out of ten Oh, okay. So we're pretty 6. much point two five. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was just thinking like you could literally have a Predator versus Terminator movie mm-hmm. and it would actually make sense because what if the Predator had been stalking us on Earth for so long that far into the future they created ah. an AI robot to fight against the Predators, but they started killing mankind because the Predators hadn't shown up. Bam! Instant fucking Predator versus uh, Terminator. And I think mm. there's comic books out there. I could be wrong. That say something like that? No, of the two, of the variety. Uh, oh, but that, I haven't read them. I don't know. But make them dogs. Oh, God. But make it dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Anyway, I think it's a pretty fun movie to watch. It's not, it's very Hollywood. It's, you know, in a, a lot of ways, it's very mainstream Hollywood like definitely straight to fucking video kind of quality but the actors give it that sort of mainstream quality yeah it's all legit actors in it right like so everyone that's in it is like established it's yeah this was a theater movie this is a theatrical movie it's definitely hollywood but it definitely is an idea that is a little bit on the b side when it comes to hollywood and this came out like right after jurassic park Right. Well, everybody so, wanted to do genetically everything. You got, what yeah. was that other movie? The one that we just reviewed. Oh, God, we just watched. No, me and uh, Donna the Dis- did. Oh. Uh, the one where they vi- go to a museum and then the creature like mutates into something. Uh huh. Because some guy eats some eggs in like another country. Uh huh. It starts that with an R. I can't think of what it's called. Anyway, thanks for helping. You're welcome. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> 
She's busy petting the dog, not listening to what I'm saying. Anyway, so. Who are you? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Where are your pants? Anyway, so I think we have another. We have some trivia and stuff that we can talk about for this uh, do movie. We? Yeah, do a little we? bit. Okay. I went into the IMDb section and found a few things and found a few other things other other places. But mostly it was just talking about stuff about like animal like cruelty and how it was a very safe movie so right and that was very popular at the time with like PETA oh animal cruelty the, yeah well not, pop, not popular but you know what everybody I mean. was doing it like like i remember <laughs> i remember because i was younger then like making sure i told my mom to like when she bought shit i was like make sure they don't test it on animals because yeah. it was literally a, a big thing well he even says in the movie some some lines where he's like hey come on now this is you know, we're not talking about holding animals down and putting makeup in their eyes. Right. And right. I, I sound like, like okay. they're turning <laughs> the frogs gay. <laughs> Alex Jones here. Sandy <laughs> Hook was a... I'm stop, so stop. <laughs> All right. Stop. I got to keep wheeling it back. Uh, I know. I'm sorry, guys. You just push. You push me and I want to push back. All right? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> Come on. Let's have a laugh. Anyways, we're having a good time. This is a good talk. So let's get into yeah. the spoilers and the trivia. Okay. If you don't want anything spoiled, you can go down to the timestamps down below and check out our spoiler-free review of Rottweiler from 2004. But if you don't want anything spoiled for Man's Best Friend, you better get the fuck out of here. All right. So now that just the cool kids are here, you remember <laughs> that one guy that was talking to me the other day? No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> I'm just trying to act like we're in the secret club or something. Um, anyway, okay. so there is some trivia on this. So they used at least five Tibetan Mastiffs, five different Tibetan Mastiffs were used in the making of this film. So it was not the same dog each time. That is a lot of cuddling. Yeah. And they also made a lot of mechanical, practical oh, effects ones, too. Yeah. Obviously. Which they had a lot of practice with a lot of stuff because they were using animals. So they were extra special, careful on this set, and PETA like gave it like the highest review for you know how well they handled Are it. Are you telling me they didn't shove a real cat down a real dog's throat? Well, they did. They tied a rope around the cat's neck, <laughs> and there was some things inside when they were. <laughs> so it ripped the flesh off the kitty. No, um, the scene where Max chases the cat up the tree and swallows it was done in cuts the dog and cat had been trained together so they were used to each other in the chase down the street thing you know where they were chasing him and then there was always approximately about 15 feet between them both of them so that's a big deal the cat was running with to a toy as well mm -hmm. with food as a reward the dog was running to visual and hand cues by the way and also with the food as a reward. So he had both of those while the cat got nothing. The squeaky toy. Because they don't deserve anything. No, because they're soulless. And, right. it, and it was a ginger cat, so... Oh, there you go. Straight. <laughs> that cat came straight from hell. Straight from hell. It's going to suck the soul out of your head, children. Anyway, I, we're kidding. Anyway, so the... Um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> all right. There was some trick photography that was used where it appears that Max is also climbing the tree because obviously they didn't have I, claws wait, wait, come wait. out of his paws are you telling me that that dog did not climb that tree yeah i'm i'm sorry to break it to what? you i know <sighs> actually max was crawling on a log so a, a log of poo no now you're getting stupid like me 
we need some balance here, Christina. You can't go full Alex. Wait, are you telling me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they used a fake dog head that was used when it appears on Max has the cat in his mouth, obviously. And the cat had walked in the back end of the fake dog head and was pushed out through the mouth. So Wait, they just reversed it. So I guess. that was a real cat in a fake dog head. So that was a real cat getting swallowed. It says when the cat appears to be swallowed by the dog, it was a trainer of off camera pulling the cat backwards <laughs> through through the mouth of the fake dog head. Oh my god, that poor cat. Yeah, I know. It's like, please God, no one is swallowing it probably, me. It probably gave him so much it probably, Yeah. Oh, whatever. They probably put a box on the bottom and then like pull the cat, like luring it with a box. This gets deeper. Oh god. So I did a little research about the cat's name. His name was Casper. I don't know why, because he's an orange cat and he's soulless. Maybe because he's a ghost. I wouldn't think ghosts have souls. He's probably a ghost, ghost now. Anyway, listen to me. This is serious. Okay. I'm not joking around. Um, okay. So they found out that the cat had been abused uh, multiple times. And that was the 17th cat that they pulled through the dog's mouth. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking with me? Yeah, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> That was a lot. <laughs> That's why. That, that cat was abused, but it was the 17th cat. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, so uh, when Ray blowtorches the face of Max, it was a fake dog head, of course. Um, Wait, are you telling Christina, me? Christina, okay, we need to get through these, okay? <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> this movie took... A lot of precautions, though, when it came to the animals. So they used rubber shovels, fake dog heads to make it all seem real. You know, even the paper boy who threw like the the, the paper and it hit the dog in the head. Mm -hmm. It had foam in the paper. Like, oh. that's how careful they wow. were about this whole fucking thing. I would think that just checking a paper at the dog's head would be fine. Not a big deal. Right. Or even a rock. I mean, it's 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 a big <laughs> stop, dog. Stop. <laughs> you got to go by its weight versus mass. <laughs> Anyway, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> um, there is a part where the, remember I was saying this. I was like, "Oh, he's got two different colored eyes." Like when he gets burned after that. Yeah. They actually did uh, use contact lenses, and the dog wore them for no longer than two minutes each oh my time. God, so, so they, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Why didn't they just CGI the fucking eye? I don't know. That's weird. I don't know because they wanted to torture it, Christina. I mean, this is how safe they were. Well. Did the dog really jump over the cars? I don't know. He didn't write a book about it, so I guess maybe we don't all know. We'll never know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No. That dog's probably dead. It was that was transposed over the fucking film. They probably, <laughs> know, they probably dropped the dog and then reversed it in slow motion because it does look like the dog's like jumping. Yeah. There was that scene. Mm hmm. Also, Max chases Dr. Jarrett and uh, Laurie's car down and the street. Or he chases the car down the street and jumps on it, causing it to crash into the Emacs building. You remember? Uh-huh. He actually jumped onto the padded roof of a stationary car that was on a slow-moving flatbed of a truck. And then the trainers off camera were on the roof of the car with Max and safety precautions were taken so that Max couldn't fall off either side of the car. Oh, okay. So Max was not on the car when it actually turned over. Because Max would be dead right now, and well, Max is probably dead right now. He would probably be in three pieces. It was 1993 because he would roll so hard into that building. Okay. All right, but well, that's pretty much it for the uh, trivia. 
So now we're going to talk about some of the funny scenes in the movie or so stuff that we liked. I don't want to get too in depth, you know, because we don't have that much time to okay. speak about it before we got to speak about the other movie. So um, what is the first thing that you realize right off the get, right off the bat? Well, right off the bat, they're in the lab and there's a like a lab assistant on the phone with the reporter. Right. right? And then all of a sudden the lab assistant gets she's walks towards the cage and she's it's empty and she's like, oh, where the blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then you see from the perspective of the dog, but you don't know it's a dog yet, but it's obviously a dog uh, pushes her into the cage and then and then like mauls her to death. Right. So you're like, oh, great. A bear. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking know. So, well, I mean, the movie's called Man's Best Friend, and I don't think bears are. Are you so, sure? I'm pretty sure. Know. I mean, that most, you know, most Man's Best Was Friends. It Boo Boo? Boo Boo want a picnic basket? What the <laughs> fuck is that thing? What? Is that bear? Boo Boo Bear? It's not Boo Boo Bear. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that, that cartoon is so old, I don't even fucking remember. A picnic basket? Yeah, that guy. Not Boo Boo. Who's that? I don't know. I can't think of his name, <laughs> but it ain't Boo Boo. It's anyway, so she's on the phone with the reporter because she's going to sneak the reporter in so the reporter can get the, the scoop on them animal testing on these animals, right? Right? Mm-hmm. But so, but she ends up getting killed. So then the reporter, like, shows up with her camera person. And, and you know, she of course, the, the lab assistant doesn't meet her. So they sneak into the facility, right? Yeah, that night. Which I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, that shit wouldn't fly. These oh, no, wait. And she has this big-ass camera, like... Not even a camcorder. The camcorders back then were were big, but this was like a fucking like you know news news camera. Right, right. well, yeah, because it it was ninety three. Christ, and also she was wearing shoulder pads, which just makes no sense to me because those went out of style like ten years prior. So I don't understand why she's wearing shoulder pads. But anyway. really bothered me so that was your favorite part that they snuck in no i was just trying to explain the beginning of the movie oh okay well yeah there's that's where they get caught sort of but then of course lance henriksen doesn't realize who they are he kind of they pass by each other a couple of times in the movie and they're like wait that's somebody i don't know who that is but it's somebody um i love how the dog just like when they leave they get it he just is like really friendly to them and they're just like Mm. i'm like if he's that angry wouldn't he be mad at the yeah at everybody yeah, like... Well, maybe she, the dog sensed that, well, the, you know, she was going to save him. In the movie, they write it off by saying he's sedated. And that once he's not sedated, he will turn into a, a fucking killer. genetic mutated beast. Killing machine. Yeah. And fuck the shit out of him to death. <laughs> he only raped the other neighbor dog. Right, which is pretty... Really uh, weird. Unsettling. Is uh, yeah. and, is, uh, and they call it puppy love. But they're playing that song. That whole thing, it didn't make any sense to me. Why? Like, why would you even put that in there? It's not even fucking funny because the other dog is like running away, but then the other dog like runs into the bed and then the the lassie collie dog. Well, in the like, uncut scene, away. you get to see him like 69ing no, and shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened after the actual cat scene when uh Max went and raped the other collie. Yeah. It was yeah, she was definitely not she was definitely scared. Yeah. But he's a big dog, you know, you know. Gotta ease it mean? in. Dude, that dog pissed acid. 
It's true. Like, what the I know, hell? What would a semen be like? I know. That's what I'm thinking. No wonder she was she was screaming. Wouldn't it be she funny if, like, instead of her having puppies by the end, she just popped in the house when, <laughs> the, when, the, when the when the owner came home? <laughs> Oh my god, wasn't that the cutest little puppies at the end? I was like, oh, we should yeah. jump like t- straight to the end, but oh my god, they, all the dogs were so cute, except for the puppets, and you know, when he was killing people. Right. But, you know, it happens. Dogs kill people, it happens. She takes him home, though, and he's super helpful right off the bat. It's like... He was. She. He brought the towel. Right, and then and then of course her husband comes home and they don't like each other. Of course, for some reason he's kind of a douche. Like you know what I mean? It like, seemed to me he he gets irritated because it seems like she brings home animals all the time. Oh yeah, because he's not the man of the household. Pretty much, that's what it was. Yeah. Remember, there was that dynamic mm-hmm. that was going back and forth between them too, because he right. was like, "I don't mind that you got a dog. I just wish that we could have gotten together." Yeah. Even though later on he just brought home a puppy, didn't even right. ask her. Here's you your know, replacement heart. It's like my my life. You just bring home a puppy, and I'm just <laughs> automatically supposed I get no say in it All whatsoever. Right, well, Murray, you're going back. You're going back. Well, not anymore. Now, we'll, maybe we'll just put a bullet in his head. <laughs> Stop! That's horrible. <laughs> that was my pinky. Come here, baby. Come here. Murray, he's like, I heard what you said. Like, you're going to put a bullet in my head? <laughs> it's a puppy episode, so we can talk to you. Huh? Yeah, say hello, Murray. Get it. Speak. 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 <laughs> Speak. <laughs> All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, so... The cops figure out who the lady was who was missing from the lab and who's dead. So the cops ask more questions to Emacs. And this is where we get the info dump about what Lance Hendrickson's up to. Mm-hmm. He's the scientist who's trying to create the ultimate breed. And the whole time he's like, you need to get this dog. He's dangerous and shit. And they're not even locking him up. Like, hey. like, what the fuck kind of science are you making in there, dog? Like, <laughs> you can't just fucking do that. You know what I mean? Like, there's something he's like, you don't understand. It's very dangerous, but he's also a nice puppy. <laughs> like, it's really kind of conflicting. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Meanwhile, the kids in the neighborhood encounter a mean cat, and that's that has attacked them, and they're walking the dog, Max, which the lady just lets him off of the leash, this huge dog... That could literally drag the child down the street, stripping the skin off of his body for several miles <laughs> until it's just a dangly skeleton just click clacking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Clickily clacking. <laughs> she just lets him take it like, okay. <laughs> and then they go, oh, that cat sucks. It's bit me before. And he's like, yeah, me too. He's like, sick of Max. And that's when he chases him up the tree. And that's, yeah. And does the cat that's chug, Jack- which cat chugger dude that scene is so great it was great i loved it and then immediately afterwards the kid's like i didn't tell him to sick the cat i didn't no 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 and then they don't even leash back up the dog they just like let him go hey they did they They ran off yeah they didn't want to have anything to do with the dog so they just like let it but max you know went back on his own because i thought that was funny yeah i thought it was Dude, this dog is so smart, too. He's, like, cutting the brakes of the, her husband's fucking brake lines. <laughs> and then when, when he went to the mechanic, and the mechanic was like, already blah, blah, like, whatever It looks like something chewed on your fucking brake lines. Do, and then the dog, like, handed him whatever the mechanic was looking for. I don't know. What are you talking about? Maybe I missed something. I don't know. The mechanic was fixing the car, 
And the mechanic was like, I need this part. And then Max like handed it to him. And that was the only part with. with he didn't think anything of it. Yeah. It was that no. stupid. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's dumb. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, Emacs head Lance fucking freak out Hendrickson and helps the detective determine if the, the dead mugger from the beginning of the movie is one of Max's treats because Max saves the girl, Ali Sheedy's character, from a mugger in the beginning of the movie when she takes him home. And that's when she's like, oh, I think I'm going to make you my puppy. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Max is chasing the mailman <laughs> after getting sprayed in the face with mace, which was water, by the way. Just oh, f- obviously. Just FYI, yeah. Not pepper spray. Uh, Max even tries to hide the body under the house, too, which he's very resourceful. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He can cut brake lines with his teeth. How he knows the, the fucking the makeup of a vehicle and how it operates is beyond me. I'm but surprised he wasn't driving. Maybe he got some car mechanics fucking uh, DNA spliced in with his um, genetically modified body. Mm-hmm. So he's part engineer, part fucking auto mechanic as well, too. So like mm-hmm. the, the husband and the dog are just a weird kind of thing that's happening because it's like Ali Sheedy does not know how much of a fucking douchebag her husband is. And he says and does some very douchey things. And she's just like, <laughs> wee. And like, he's literally trying to poison the dog, like right. kill the dog. Right. Because he knows that she's not going to believe him. And so he's like trying to poison Max. Even though you know this dog is fucking evil, mm-hmm. it still feels wrong. And you feel like the husband should die. Right. You know what I mean? There was also like a scene where the head of Emacs, Lance Hendrickson, who's literally off his fucking rocker, working with the police and shooting guards and shit like that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He shot him with like trank darts or some shit. I don't even right. know. Him and, and Ali Sheedy get into it somehow. I guess he comes to the house or whatever to save her and take the dog back. But she's still not on board with him being a violent dog yet. And he's like, you don't understand. If it's not sedated, if I don't do what I do, then it's going to fucking kill you. And they have this back and forth. And so he kidnaps her, puts her in the fucking car like a fucking 12 year old. Get in the fucking car. Like freaking out Lance style. And then she gets in the car and she's like crying and sobbing and he starts hitting her. Like, do you remember that? Like, like he, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like he is freaking out. Like, this is what I'm talking about when I say Lance Hendrickson's freaking Freaking out. out. Yeah. He's hitting her. And I'm like, what is going on? This is a random stranger to her. And you are a random stranger. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? It has nothing to do with like, I mean, anybody could be sitting in that seat and that's just weird. Um, I wonder if he actually did hit her, though. Like, he probably did. For the scene, you know? I've heard he's really nice. I mean, I met him. He's really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she's like, ah, what are you doing? And then the dog fucking chases after them because they can run faster than a cheetah, apparently, mm-hmm. and fucking gets up on the back of the car, jumps on the hood, and then bites out the windshield <laughs> and fucking they wreck. And the dog, the car, like cars flipped over. Fucking Lance is fucked up. Ali Sheedy's fucked up. Her puppy, she took their puppy, by the way, because the husband had given her a puppy earlier. Mm -hmm. And she had the puppy in her arms when she got kidnapped by Lance. And she kept the puppy. But the the puppy was in the front seat in the fucking feet part. And it, when the car flipped, Mm -hmm. and I was expecting just a pile of blood. No, but the the puppy uh, chewed on wires, which. Right. They called him, what did they call him? Spike? And that he he likes 
uh, electrical cords. They made that a point in the movie, like right, a stupid obviously. point. Yeah. Like it, it got brought up like two or three times when they got the puppy. And so then they go into the facility at the lab and Lance is fucking pissed. <laughs> and he's like, she's like made up with the dog because at first she's like got a knife and she's going to kill him. And she puts it down and then has Max and gives her a hug. And it's this really soft moment. And then Lance comes in kicking the door wide open like a domestic abuser huh. and fucking like screaming. And the dog's like growling at him. And then he's like, oh, and he runs and he has the gun in his hand and the dog's running at him at the same time. And Lance gets yoinked out the window as he shoots the fucking dog in the chest with a shotgun. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. At the same time, he shot the shotgun and the dog and then got shot. He falls on some shit in the lab and the little fucking dog, the spike dog that mm -hmm. the husband bought him or er, bought her earlier unplugs or plugs the wire or something and it fucking shocks Lance Hendricks yeah, like into death. Yeah, electrocutes them. And then she holds the fucking Max dog till it's dead. But at the last scene you see everybody's hunky-dory and uh, the Lassie dog's giving birth to a the bunch Lassie of new puppies. The Lassie dog who got raped yep. ended up having puppies and yeah. One of them looks like a Tibetan Mastiff. The rest look like so Lassie puppies. Cute. They were all so cute. They would all be fucking you know, mutants. You know what I mean? They would be all genetically engineered, right? Yeah. I mean, if that's how DNA works, if, well, right? If the DNA was stable. Oh, yeah, that's true. Otherwise, it would just turn to a pile of mush. So do you think they did that on purpose because uh, they thought there'd be like a sequel? They're trying to sequel it out? I don't know. Probably. But, you know, it's it didn't get that popular. It wasn't that big of a time for that kind of movie. Right. It's like kind of, you know, like a typical movie that's been done before. Mm-hmm. So people were just not very fond of it. Mm -hmm. They were just like, damn scientists at it again. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of it? Did you have any favorite scenes that we didn't bring up? Maybe uh, let us know in the comment section down below. Up next, we got our next movie, which is Rottweiler. Rottweiler. From 2004. Now, this uh, movie is about a... In 2018, the future, by the way, because this came out in the 2004. In 2018. Yeah. In Spain, the prisoner Dante travels across a desolate futuristic Spain in search of his girlfriend, Ula. He is pursued by a bloodthirsty, cybernetic Rottweiler. Ooh. Tagline Eat, sleep, fetch, kill. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, this is directed by none other than Brian Yusna, who is a famous horror director and writer. He's worked on a lot of great films. Like, he's actually written a lot as well as directed a lot. And a lot of what? A lot of horror movies. Which ones? I was about to get there. Do Let's you think go. I would forget? Are you being fucking serious right now? No. Okay. He wrote From Beyond. He oh. Also, he also wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and the entire franchise. Oh, he did? Well, at least the characters from that. Oh, okay. He also did, he also wrote Bride of the Reanimator, plus he directed many great films too, like The Dentist 1 and 2. Oh, your favorite. Progeny, Bride of the Reanimator, Return of the Living Dead 3, Society, Beyond Reanimator, Faust, and plenty more. This movie was based off a book, apparently, by Alberto Vasquez Figuera, who... Apparently, this movie was based on that book, and I couldn't find the name of it. Perhaps it's like another name that I just couldn't figure out. It wasn't called Rottweiler. That's all I know is that it was a book that he was writing. Okay. 
Okay. Maybe it was unfinished. Who knows? I couldn't find any information about it. But he has been writing since the early 70s, and this was his second to last film that he wrote for. The last one he did was called Legion, which is in 2020, I think, or something like that. And he also wrote on Black Era, Iguana, Manaus, and more. We also have Miguel Tejada Flores, who helped with the dialogue. What I gather his job has been throughout the years is to not only write, but also to help people out when they're in trouble, when a script needs help. Oh, I see. Because you'll see a lot of additional dialogue by him in there. So he seems like the sort of the Joss Whedon kind of guy who goes in there and fixes the things that they couldn't figure out or whatever Mm -hmm. to tie it together. I don't know if he's as good, obviously, as Joss Whedon. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, But he was a writer on Screamers, one of my favorites, So Bad It's Good, and just playing good sci-fi horror movies from 1995. He wrote on Frankenstein's Army. Revenge of the Nerds, in fact, all of the movies, if not just the characters. He did the movie Darkness, The Lion King, he helped write on, Fright Night Part 2, Beyond Reanimator, Decoys 2, which I didn't even know there was a sequel, and we still haven't watched the first one yet, and plenty more. Some of the cast in this movie is William Miller, who plays Dante. He was on The 100 TV show, Warrior Nun on Netflix, The Hidden from 2005. It's a Spanish film, not the one with the dude from Twin Peaks or whatever in it. Not that hidden movie. It's from 2005. Uh, He was also in Red Eagle, To the Other Side, Perception TV show, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, and many other Spanish films, including all these other uh, actors I'm going to list off. We got Irene Montala, who plays Ula. She was in Fausto 5.0, The Spanish Apartment, comic book villains, Painless, Asmodexia, and many other Spanish films. We also have Luis Homar, who plays Gardborg, who was the guy that had the dog in the first place to go track down Dante. Oh. He was in movies like Moonchild, The Neon Man, To Die or Not to Die, Black Butterfly, The Backwoods, Eva, and many other Spanish films. Plus, we also have Paul Nashi, who is in this movie playing an older Kufard which I believe was the bad guy in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was in uh, a Spanish film. He was a huge Spanish film actor, screenwriter, and director that worked primarily in horror films. His uh, portrayals of uh, numerous classic horror figures like the Wolfman, Frankenstein's Monster, the Count Dracula, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Fu Manchu, and a Mummy earned him the biggest recognition of the Spanish Lon Chaney. There are literally film collections dedicated to Paul Nashi mm-hmm. that you can get on Blu-ray right now. I think uh, Arrow put them out, too. I'm not 100% on that. He had one of the most recognizable faces in Spanish horror film and was a big, big star. He also starred in a dozens of action films, historical dramas, crime films, TV shows, and documentaries. He also wrote the screenplays for most of his films, and he directed a number of them as well, signing many of them. Jacinto Molina. King Juan Carlos I presented Nashi with Spain's Gold Medal Award for Fine Arts in 2001 in honor of his work, which is basically the Spanish equivalent of being knighted. So, oh, pretty big ordeal. That's huge. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys I've seen in a bunch of films. Um, 
for me, it's not as notable, you know, but I didn't grow up watching him and he was like one of the biggest Spanish, you know, guys out there. So mm -hmm. I thought it'd be worth talking about just so you guys know who's in this film. Christina, there is no budget I couldn't find anything on. So figures. Yeah, it's one of those movies. So mm -hmm. what did you think of this fine film? Well, if Terminator was a dog, this would be the dog. This is a Terminator dog. <laughs> so Predator 100%. versus Terminator. Okay. Yeah. But this is the Terminator version of this episode, okay? Gotcha. All right. The best thing about this movie was that Rottweiler. Rottweiler. Rottweiler? <laughs> yeah, the dog. And the special effects. It had, like, the glowing eyes, and it had, like, metal teeth. It was, like, really evil. It was... It, it was still cute. Don't get me wrong. It was still cute. I don't know about that. But it was more. This one was this dog compared to the other movie was more evil and it went after people and it killed people. When the dog was in the actual movie, right? It was really disappointing that they were trying to go with this storyline that was horrible and the acting wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say the story is different, especially towards the end. Mm -hmm. But it could have done better, and it could have done better with a Terminator dog. So it was it was really lacking. Well, they never really clarify much about the movie anyway. No, so. no. and the damn movie's called Wat Rot Rottweiler. And it's barely, I mean, it's and in the movie, but it's Yeah, just... but not really, it's more like a cat and mouse type of situation, and it's like hunting the guy. Right. It was stupid, four and ten. <laughs> Who's the Rottweiler, like, kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, four out of ten, you said. Okay. Four out of ten. What about you? Woo, boy! Uh, let me preface this first so that you guys don't hate me. The, I want to say that, first off, that Brian Yuzna is one of my, my favorite act or favorite directors and writers. I enjoy his work. I have most of his movies, and I am a fan. Are they all bangers? No. <laughs> Do they need to be? No. No. So with that said, I'm just putting it out there. This is not one of his best, <laughs> <laughs> but it is highly entertaining in the sort of S big sort of way. So bad. It's good for you newcomers because my God, some of the writing and dialogue in this film is atrocious. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Like very typical style writing. However, one thing I will admire about the writing here is that it's some of the most insanely sociopathic and dire writing you may see in a movie <laughs> like seriously what i mean yeah. by that is like that the story does not give two fucks about its characters no. like whatsoever nobody if the writer of this movie is god then god is happy to watch these characters suffer in some of the most dire ways possible like, God loves suffrage and human pain. In fact, this God is the kind of God that would laugh as he throws his younger characters down a flight of fucking stairs. <laughs> Cackling. <laughs> Perhaps, you know, that extends to the viewer experience as well. And I think it depends. If you are an S-Big junkie like myself, you should see this movie. Because this is exactly... <laughs> the type of brood of of so big it's so bad it's good film that you should watch mm -hmm. is it the best no as to how well it is an s big film to you is going to be up to you and your experience individually for uh, you could have the best time with like a group of guys watching this movie and just make fun of it the whole fucking time and i feel bad because it's yuzna but you could have an amazing time you could also have a shitty time and you could also have a somewhere in between time. And that's kind of that where. That was us. Yeah, that yeah, was kind of like us. Between, yeah. um, 
one of the things that really bothered me in this movie is that the the jumbled up time jumping flashbacks in oh, this movie. God. There are so many that it's probably going to confuse the ever living shit out of you. Excuse me. So many flashbacks that the flashbacks have flashbacks and those flashbacks have flashbacks that you'll be flip flopping all over the fucking thing. And let's be honest, use the this ain't no Quentin Tarantino movie. Okay. <laughs> I love you, brother, but this was not the one. There's one hell of a dog in this movie, too, and it has glowing blue eyes and literal metal choppers that will dispatch plenty of victims on the screen here. Good or bad, he'll eat out the center of your chest or just rip off your limbs, which is pretty glorious because the dog is not real. But at times (laughs) it looks real. And sometimes it is, and they added, like, uh, post-processing over top of it with, like, digital effects. Sometimes they did just straight-up, like, robot that they did some post-processing over, like a puppet. Mm-hmm. You could see its mouth moving and shit. It's, it's just kind of weird. But I also kind of love that. You know what I mean? I love that it's, like, not real because it's just so much more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just applaud it for doing that. I'm sure it's, you know, that's probably Yuzna, his idea to have that in the movie and I because he's like that but the the weird convoluted nature of the main actor in this movie is going to throw you off and the dog's relation to him is even more weird and strange it's like pumpkin head level speaking of Lance Henriksen right of a connection you know what I mean and it doesn't ever at any point in this movie just explain why this dog is almost like spiritual in the movie and it's like this like <laughs> spirit that's chasing him down to be a good man or something like that or a constant reminder of what happened in his past which we didn't even know that he'd not known what had happened in his past right in the movie because they never told us even though he was there because we because it kept jumping around so much we didn't know what was going on anyway you'd think that the movie would be about a dog and it is to a certain degree but it's just an awfully long roundabout way of injecting it into the storyline and not exactly the main plot either because we follow another mud of sorts which is the great value brendan frazier of mummy fame (laughs) which is the main guy dante here and i mean no disrespect here but i was not exactly fond of his performance like it feels wrong to me to say it but There's something about it that just makes you angry inside. Yeah. <laughs> Is that wrong of me to no. say? Like, I'm sure he's gotten better since this, you know? So, right. you know, no offense whatsoever. Just this particular performance kind of kind of like when a dog hears the Star Wars sub sound in the movie mm-hmm. across the United States and it cringes <laughs> or starts barking. That's how I kind of felt <laughs> while watching this, like, in my living room. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I know why you don't like his acting, but it'll be there. (laughs) But I I know I'm ripping into the movie a little bit more heavier than the the metal jaws of this wonderful, delightful Rottweiler. But it's not as horrible as I thought it was going to be, honestly. But if you're not a seasoned S-Big fan, I'd avoid it with every fiber of your being. Mm -hmm. Because this is not a casual movie watchers experience. Mm-hmm. This is for those that deep di- deep dive in buckets of thousands of movies just to find that one. Mm-hmm. Other people just move along and go watch, you know, some mainstream shit. I don't know. I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're probably not going to like it. Cuz a lot of people say this is one of the worst movies ever made. I can see that. Surprisingly. I don't think it is, but but seriously, it's it's got some of that charm, you know, the S big flavor that 
only us as big junkies like and you'll know those moments are pretty plentiful in the film when you see them but not they're not as much as you'd hope so that's why we're kind of somewhere in the middle i think on that one because the movie spins you around a little too much with the flashbacks for most people to give it a fair shot because it's just so hard to pay attention and to they never really explain anything like i don't know what his intention of trying to find his girlfriend is why he was looking for her they never explain really that the the flashbacks there's like so many flashbacks you don't know when it's happening mm -hmm. so it's just so confusing so i i'd give this one a I don't know, 4.5 or a 5 out of 10 on the S-Big scale. One, because it's the characters are really sadistically tormented. Two, because it's just superior cheese moments are worth a fucking laugh. And three, the dog's mechanical nature of eating people is pretty delightful. Mm -hmm. So I'll never understand why this dog is somehow this actor's spirit animal, but who gives a shit if you're going to have a <laughs> laugh or two anyway at the movie's expense? You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely not one of Brian's best. It would probably will be a two or a three if i were to scale it on a regular scale mm -hmm. it's that bad but because it has some entertainment value of yeah. the so bad as it's good variety right it definitely is a 4.5 or a five probably a five it's just an average s big film right so and it's really it's got some moments in there there was one scene where dante is talking to a little girl that was one of my favorite oh funniest my scenes in the whole fucking so movie stupid <laughs> we'll talk about it in the spoilers of course so i would love to hear if any of you have seen this movie i had somebody write me on reddit who was like oh rottweiler is actually really good don't take offense to this man i i enjoyed the movie just fine five right. to us in the s big category is actually a good score take that for what you will mm -hmm. we do have some trivia not much uh, so if you don't want anything spoiled of course you can go down to the timestamps down below and we'll tell you what we're going to be watching next week so but if you don't want anything spoiled here is your warning so while searching for eula eula dante is told that she is either dead or puta which means whore Mm -hmm. and uh i didn't realize that at first oh really yeah and i was like oh that's what they meant when they go to the whore town <laughs> <laughs> the brothel yeah the, the independent woman town <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh <laughs> So uh, this is a movie that was made by Fantastic Factory, which was, uh, you know, head and run helped by Brian Usna. He was a part of that big thing and they were trying to push out a lot of movies. It closed in 2005 after, you know, it's failed attempts to create the first cinema company for Spain specialized in genre film. Oh, So it just was not horror was not a big, you know, it kind of had a right. struggle to get itself back to where it is today. Mm hmm. Um, some of the films, Rottweiler was surprisingly their seventh film production after Faust of 2000, Dagon, Arachnid, Darkness, Beyond Reanimator, and Ramasanta, The Werewolf Hunt. It was followed by The Nun from 2005 and Beneath Still Waters, which I thought was an okay film. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a, a average oh. to slightly above average mm -hmm. film about a sunken uh city under the water and they built a dam and that's been in so oh, many movies shit. we've seen yeah that's what was like that a, one a folk tale what was um, that we movie just saw one the recently. japanese one that it was called something village 
Howling Village. Howling Village. And then we also saw... And that uh, drowned, the drowning or... And then there's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Cabin in the Water or something. What's it called? Cabin in the Water? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? We saw. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of the name. <laughs> it definitely is not Cabin in the Water. <laughs> Plus, they had that other movie where they had that found footage kind of thing where they go down into the 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 sunken house the deep yeah, house that's the one i was that's the cabin in the water yeah <laughs> jesus which is a noble attempt i just didn't oh i didn't win me overall it was just a cool idea that i'm glad that they did right but overall it is kinda, a haunted eh. house in the water come on yeah i mean i don't really i mean i guess if you're scared of the water <laughs> there's nothing more scarier than ghosts in the water mm-hmm so, but that's, it's a cool idea to think about. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for the trivia on this movie. There really isn't that much. This is not a popular film. A lot of people hate it. Uh, I think we're being nice to it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can get into some of our scenes. This is going to be a little bit of a longer breakdown, but trust me, there's some funny shit in here. So the movie it just kicks it off about a guy who is like, bloody as fuck for some reason Mm -hmm. his eyes are like all bashed up and face is all smashed up he falls off a bus at a prisoner's camp and this guy's like do you know why you're here (laughs) ha 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 and they're like and he's like no i don't remember i remember that Mm -hmm. but they never go back to that prison (laughs) right that's what confuses me yeah yeah exactly it's so weird so is that the end of the movie no that was the middle Ugh so confused anyway so he's being bloody asked about some girl and it's in the future 2018 and a bunch of prisoners are on another bus and this isn't a flashback again so we're doing a flashback of a very similar scene where he was getting on a yeah which is even more confusing and one of them is bitten by a scorpion scorpion those scorpions look nasty and these guys are like daisy chained to each other sort of like one guy to another guy so that if they run they're not going to get as far as they would if they were on their own mm-hmm. so there's like one guy chained to another guy and these two guys this black guy and this uh dante character are running through the forest and Dante is kind of like lollygagging around and then gets the guy killed. And then he pulls the guy's arm off while the Rottweiler's eating him alive. Mm-hmm. And he yanks his arm off and then gets away from the dog somehow. It's so weird to me, too. Why is there only one dog? It's like just one. I don't know. Like, shouldn't they have like an army of Rottweilers? Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> to like control the. the That's prisoners? what I would think, too. But I guess it's this special dog. It's just one. Because of what he did to the dog, remember? Because he beats it over the head, we find out later mm-hmm. on. And we don't know why. Because he keeps envisioning him cracking open the skull of this mm-hmm. dog. Anyways. Um, but he's chased up like this mountain and there's helicopters trying to get him. And then he gets another flashback and it's like, what the fuck? Right. So a flashback and a flashback of him escaping something like fugitives on a boat this time. And he's with a girl this time, only he's not in a prison outfit. So he's escaping something else. But it this is so far back that he really isn't in any, any trouble whatsoever. In fact, he just fell in love with a girl who's an immigrant. Yeah. On a boat. On a boat. Because and then. He, he was playing a game yeah it's so weird and he's this is the conversation that he has with her he's like he's like he tells her that he's in love with her and he never wants to be not on the run with anybody else ever again like wait what how romantic yeah and she's like wait you really love me and he's like yeah and then all of a sudden this boat shows up and is like you gotta show your hands show your hands so they dive into the water together mm-hmm. 
And then when they get on shore, there's a fucking dude waiting for him, which I think is Paul Nashy, by the way, mm-hmm. who's part of this militia prison or whatever. And he tells her, okay, get this, that they're not going to leave alive unless she steps into his car real quick. And somehow Dante has no idea what's going on in there, even though you hear the girl moaning outside mm-hmm. of the car. After a couple of other flashbacks, by the way. Right. Annoying. So she basically is forced, like, raped. raped. She's raped by this guy in the back of the truck. And when she gets out, you want to know what he says? Sounded like you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sounded like you liked it. Yeah. And she was like, how can you say that? Well, no, because at first he's like, so what did you go in there? Why are you so angry and so upset? (laughs) She just got oh raped, God. dude. Yeah, How do we have to spell so, it out oh, to you? It is so annoying. Dude, like, Jesus. Like, where did this dialogue come from? Water, clothing, wet. <laughs> You're like, you dumb fuck. And then he says that to her. <laughs> and this is what happens later on. We find out because they, they cut it short in the beginning. But what happens after that is that she gets mad at him and he walks off like an asshole. Just leaves her there. And she gets fucking killed by the Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. And then as he sees her being attacked by the Rottweiler, he bashes its fucking head in with a fucking pipe or something like that. And Mm -hmm. two, he's like a feral animal. Mm -hmm. And somehow (laughs) this fucking Rottweiler is brought back to life by a scorpion or something. Mm -hmm. And they turn him into a robot dog or something to go track down Dante after he escaped that situation. So it's like... Okay, she dies, but he has no memory of this. So he thinks he's going to save her the entire movie. Stupid. Remember what I said? He's tormenting these fucking characters in this movie. Like nothing works out for him. For anybody. He's just to suffer. Yeah. Not even the dog. Some of the characters. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing works out. I don't know. He turns into a fucking metal skeleton that comes out of the fire. And literally, in the movie, no joke, Christina's been saying this Terminator thing the whole fucking movie, doing it. Da, 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 da. Yeah, doing the fucking da, drum da, thing. I was during the movie the whole time because it was so obvious. The dog walks out of the fire and, the and fucking, and like Dante turns his back and he'll be like, I'll be back. Right. I'm like, oh my oh. God, Jesus. Well, even the way that when they had the dog skeleton with the... Uh, this, you know the metal the silver and he was like walking through the, the smoke and I'm just like da, 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 da. yeah well it's just funny to me okay. because like they go back in the story but, like before we find all that out there there's like this backstory of him like trying to escape he gets picked up he he gets like uh, accosted by some militia guy who finds him cowering in a cave and he's got the rottweiler with him and he chains the rottweiler to his arm with the fucking cuff so that the dog can attack him at any moment he wants Mm -hmm. while he gets some rest and so when the guy rests the dante character is like hey puppy go get the bunny outside and the dog finally looks and he dives grabs the guy's gun pumps the dude in the chest Mm -hmm. and then shoots the chain off of his arm at the dog's head which yelps (laughs) and then he shoot he has to shoot it again doesn't he yeah i think he shot it like two or three times yeah (laughs) because it's a robot dog i guess Mm -hmm. and then steals the dude's shoes and then he he goes walking through the fucking 
desert for like a day and meets up with these three rapey fucking like guys rapey, uh, predators yeah like they're just fucking like they want his boots real bad and he's like they hand him some food and some liquor and they seem nice but then when he wakes up they've stolen his boots off of him but at least they left him a different pair of shoes right i mean that, that was nice i mean that's kind of nice yeah <laughs> Nice, nice trade. What a bunch of fucking thieves. Well, Just I mean, gonna... he stole the boots, so I mean, <laughs> kind of evens out. He had a dream in that, that, that time about the Rottweiler waking up because a scorpion stung his nose, mm-hmm. and the dog comes back to life and now is like the spirit cyborg, which makes no sense. Right. It really doesn't. But whatever, the dog didn't die. And the dog goes up to the, the master guy, the guard guy and he's like the guard guy's still alive and he's like kill him you gotta kill him take him down you have a license to kill (laughs) 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 that's when they flash back to ula la moon and him fleeing and they get into that whole thing a little bit but he still doesn't know that she's dead like literally doesn't know until the end dante is like on the run you know without his boots and he's taking a bath in the river, and the dog finds him. It, it jumps at him and knocks him into the water. That was so cute. I want that dog to do that it to me. It was such a fake dog, though, when he's, like, yeah, wrestling it, was, it. But it's still cute. He's, like, completely wang out nude, like, fucking screaming, and the rot tackles him in the nude in the water, which I was like, all right. That was this great. Is... That was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I know. She loves the dick in the movie. We get it, Christina. Yes, because you don't get Put to your see... roast beef away. No, you don't get to see that too often. That's why. <laughs> Put your roast beef sandwich away. <laughs> You're so that's gross. I don't mean it like that. Yes, just, you do. That's just that's, that's you just, wouldn't say that. Put your taco away. You better. <laughs> yeah, it's a little better. Okay, all right. Put your sloppy taco away. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> just say taco. I'm sorry. Jesus. Anyway, so there's this part after that, like he gets away from the dog somehow. I can't remember exactly. So then the. He goes to some mom and daughter who are like outside putting preserves in a hole in the ground cellar. It's like with a door, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like what you would see like from old farms that had like that cellar outside where they like would be away from the farm. And they... no, that's what you see for doomsday preppers, right? Well, because they would they would be wor- it's like tornado alley stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where you go to hide in tornado alley or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it was in the movie The Woman, I think. I can't remember where they had this like hole in the ground area. But anyway, so the little girl is scared of monsters and kind of wanders off. And then she hears a dog growl and screams. And the mom goes to find her, but she can't find Esperanza, which, by the way, means hope in Spanish. Ah. Oh. Uh, because he says that she's my hope and something. Oh. You know, Esperanza. Uh so the mom grabs a gun, heads out after the dog, and it's just their dog barking at the at Dante with his wang out in the bushes. <laughs> and uh, he's completely nude in front of the kid, too, by the way, which was really kind of, like, odd to see on film. I don't know why, but it just is. Yeah, it was creepy. Uh, she ushers him by gunpoint to a room with a cross in it. And, and then she rapes him. She fucking rapes him. She dude. rapes him. She's like, I know you. You could do. We could. You could be used for. And then rapes the shit out of him. I'm like, what kind of? And then the little girl 
keeps coming to the door and is like opening the door. Because she hears the fucking Rottweiler yeah, outside. Yeah, of course, the, you know, the mom doesn't want to have anything to do with that because she's too busy Getting raping, her cookies. raping this dude. So she can get her cookies. Right. Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's getting her taco stuff? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> she's getting her roast anyway, beef mayonnaise? that was fucking weird. Oh my God, that's terrible. That is ter- that's pretty gross, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that whole scene was just weird. It, it was, was really weird. And I didn't just, like watching it. It's not something you would see in a movie. It just seems really right. like a side story that really didn't need to be in there, and they put no. it in there. No. Um, but, you know, it is Spanish, so they do different things. Right. So then the Rottweiler, like, starts to... Uh, Go ahead, say it. Oh, starts to beat in the door, you know, so then it... She shoots the door. Mm-hmm. And puts a hole in it, and it it hurt the dog. And then he takes the gun from her, and he's like, "Trust me." And she's like, "Okay, I fucked you, so I guess if I raped you, then it's okay." So he takes the gun and pokes it through the hole in the door to try to shoot the dog again. But the dog grabs the gun and chews it up. And chews it up. It was good job, dude. I'm glad I could trust you. And yeah. why the fuck would you shove the gun through the fucking door? It makes this guy's an idiot. They try to escape by climbing out a window after that, and he thinks he can get the dog to chase him, but the dog decides to chase the mom and the daughter instead. Which is great. And they go to the hole in the ground fucking like underground cellar, and fucking mom gets shredded. Yeah, right in front of the little over girl. Over top of the girl, mm-hmm. and blood's like dripping down on the little girl's face while she's like hiding in the cellar. Not a good day for that girl, let me tell you. No. Um because <laughs> now she's stuck with this idiot. <laughs> the prisoner finally shows up and helps her out, and around the corner comes the Roddy who he tricks after pulling the girl out of the hole to fall into the hole, into the cellar and trapping him. But the the fucking dog is like breaking the hinges on the fucking door, trying to bust through, and so they just run. Right, because yeah, because da 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 Yeah. <laughs> So they decide, the prisoner, the Dante guy, decides to throw a branch in the road to stop the next vehicle so that they can escape onto it. Sneak into it. Yeah, and it happens to be some sort of security transport or something like that with two dumb security guards on it. And they sneak in on the back and get into these cages or whatever. And so then they, they move the branch and they never think twice about it and they move on. And what happens next will blow your fucking mind. <laughs> This shit, I was like, who the fuck wrote this shit? Uh, <laughs> all right, no offense, I'm sorry, but fuck, dude. This isn't a mean shit, dude. So the little girl's in there crying. She just saw her mom die. She doesn't know where she is. She's with a completely random stranger who fucked her mom and saw it. She mm-hmm. saw the guy fucking her mom, or her mom rather, raping another dude. Mm-hmm. And what happens next is... She's like, she says the word forgot, forget over and over and over and over and over and over again. Preventa, preventa, predenta, or something like that. And he's like, does that mean forget? You'll never forget this? Is that what you're saying? And she doesn't understand English, right? He's trying to console her. And she and he's like, oh, you won't forget. He's like, I've lost someone too, but I'm going to find her. Unlike you finding your mom again. 
Like, dude, what the fuck? That was fucking dark. What like, an asshole. <laughs> like, what? No. Asshole. Like, you don't talk. The girl just lost her mom. She doesn't want to hear about your romance stories, okay? Yeah, about your dead girlfriend that you don't know is dead yet. <laughs> yeah, really. She's already dead, too. I think that's why they added it in there. It's just for that minor nod Stupid. to remind the viewer that he doesn't know she's dead yet. So it's much more impact. But what it, it comes off of is is that he's a selfish prick who is telling a little girl who just lost her mother, her entire world, that he's in love with another woman. She doesn't give a fuck, but he persists anyway. <laughs> so that's when the dog jumps on the roof from a hill or something, mm -hmm. kills one of the security guards in the back. Dude gets his pants caught on the back door. The dog's running at them, and she unlocks the door on the back, and he swings off the back of the truck, and the dog goes rolling on the ground or whatever. And then the prisoner just escapes. Dante just leaves the girl with the fucking... Yeah, with the other guard. <coughs> militia or whatever the fuck they are. With the other guard, which is fine. So now that little girl's gone, we don't have to worry about that character. Right. Like, fuck her. He's like, and then he goes to the next store and tells everybody how he's in love while they're at a funeral. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but it just seems like that's what the movie does. <laughs> he goes to a club or something like that. That's where he's like, he goes to this like city or something like that to go find her. I forget why. Because of Puta. Oh, that's right. Right. So, so he goes to the red light district, if you know what that is. That's where you can go. Where all the brothels are. Yeah, shit. where all the brothels are and stuff like that. It's kind of like um, this is in Spain, of course, so it's a little different. Um, and it's 2018, so it's the future. It's the future so, brothels, you know. you know. So Dante goes in there. He meets some drug addict or something like that. Who's like, yeah, man, drug dealer. He's like, let me let me give you some drugs, dude. He's like, no, I don't want any drugs. I want to find my girl. And he's like, what do you know? Oh, he's like, I know girls. I can tell you where she is for a fee. And then he's like, all right, show me where she is. And he takes her to some fucking girl that he normally has sex with just so that she'll have give him a freebie or something like that and finds out that the guy's like, it's not the girl. And he thought mm -hmm. it was her. And then he. He got mad. He gets all mad. He gets there's like this whole chase scene, and the Rottweiler's like attacking. The, yeah, it shows up and and then like busts into the room. It kills the drug then, dealer in front of the girl, and she's and laughing. And the girl's like laughing because she's high as fuck. Yeah, because he stuck some weird drug in her mouth. I don't know yeah. what it was. It was like a lollipop or something. It was like those sticks, those sugar sticks, right? Things, yeah. But the you know the rot just lays waste to him as well. There was a pretty. It was pretty hilarious arm chomping scene. Yeah, it was pretty good. He's like, da, 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 da. And she's just laughing at him. That's the fucked up part. So, and then Dante goes and he remembers something about a factory, and he sees like the three smoke types pipes, and he sure enough shows up. The douche man shows up and says, "I killed your girl because she pissed me off, and you hurt my dog." And he was like, "She wasn't even a good fuck." And that's when he goes and loses it. <laughs> and then Dante like charges the helicopter to choke out the douche lord, Baba. And then the Roddy jumps on for good measure and they all get into a fucking like, you know, dick swinging match like with each other. And it finally just starts attacking the owner because I don't know why. I don't know. And then then fucking Dante just happens to roll out of the helicopter perfectly safe 
by the way, just rolls on the ground a couple of times, shakes it off, and the helicopter explodes on the ground behind him, <laughs> killing the what they think is the Rottweiler, but it's not because, of course, metal bones can still make a dog walk around, apparently, mm-hmm. even though there's no insides to those bones. Right. It's just straight, like, voodoo fucking magic. From the scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we get the fucking Terminator reference yep. of I'll be back. Yep. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, the weird thing that happens after this, this is the whole reveal of when Dante figures out that his girlfriend's dead. The, even the douche lord guy had pointed out, and she's like, right over there, you know, right. I buried it out there. So what does this motherfucker do? He goes out to her grave and digs her up and is like hugging her body. She died a year ago. Mm-hmm. In the movie. Yep. And there <laughs> she there she is in perfect condition. Like she died a few hours ago. Well, they show her differently, right. but they show her rotting. Like, like he's later on, perceiving but... her to be okay. Yeah. And she even hugs him at one point in time. And he should have like, banged her. Oh. <laughs> oh, you just hear like clanking <laughs> of bones. Just like he's like fucking like a creaking, pile of bones. Creaking. <laughs> <laughs> Clink, clink, but really, clink. it's like a humongous scorpion. That would have been so much better. And then he turns into a fucking All right, Terminator. You're out of control now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the girl's like wakes up or he's having a delusion or whatever. And, and she like hugs him. And she said, I thought you said you would die for me. And he said, I did. And I will. And then he died. No. <laughs> then he goes, gets up and the Rottweiler's there. And they get into a fucking tussle or whatever in the fire and they both burn up. And then all of their three of their skeleton bones are laying there together in the sand. It's stupid. The uh, end. Put a little cherry on top of that bad boy. Thank God. The, the best thing about this whole episode was that shot. You will be amazed at how bad some of this shit was. It's pretty bad. Ugh. There's some good parts, but. Couldn't save it. I hope we made sense of that, guys, because I know that we're kind of like speeding through here a little bit with some of the information. But, dude, it is just that bizarre. Now, you can't watch it anymore online, by the way. So if you want to watch this movie, you have to go to fucking buy it on DVD. eBay, bitches. On eBay or Amazon, I think, has a copy. Mm -hmm. So, and I would just get the one that's cheap. You don't want to spend more than, I don't know. I wouldn't spend more than $12 on this, honestly. Five. <laughs> I just want it because I can't believe someone made it. You know, like, it's kind of like one of those things where you're like, wow, man, he did that with a bullet in his head? Like, wow, this is, I got to see this. <laughs> we love Brian Yuzna, all right? Just don't forget that, all right? This just was not the opus that I think he thought it was. Um Still, it felt like a 90s movie, you know, even though it was a 2000s, you know. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so that was that. I would love to hear what you guys think of those movies. I'm sure you guys are going to be like, four? 4.5? Wow, this movie's like a two at best. You guys deserve to die. (laughs) For your opinions. But next week, we got some new movies that we're going to be watching. Uh, One of them is an anthology and one of them is not. It's just something that we haven't seen yet. So I wanted to pick out uh, 13 Slays Till Xmas. 
literally, as I said it there, it's a 2020 anthology that one of my buddies actually did uh, short for. And I, I waited to watch it for this year so that I could review it mm-hmm. uh, because it came out in January because of COVID and all the bullshit was oh, like, it pushed it back. It pushed it back so they weren't able to get it out. So I figured uh, maybe I could give uh, some new life to it, you know, for the holidays this year. Mm-hmm. So 2020, 13 Slays Till Xmas. I forget how many shorts are on there, but we'll probably just pick our top two or three and talk about them. And then... For the other one, it is To All a Good Night from 1980, which is up on Shutter now. They just put it up as one of the newly added ones. It's one I've been wanting to watch along with Elves, you know, because Elves is one of those movies that just, I don't know, it's just one of those movies you want to see, but you're not sure if you're going to like it or not. And To All a Good Night is one of those movies that I just never, never caught. I think it was like an apartment building or something like that. So, but yeah. So if you want to check that out and watch the, you can there. As far as 13 Slays Till Christmas, 13 Slays Till Xmas, I should say. I don't see it up anywhere um, as far as like where you can watch it. And it seems like it only came out on DVD and they don't even have digital distribution of it right now, which is really odd. So... Then again, smaller businesses, you know, smaller, smaller films really don't get that much kickback from fucking stuff like Prime Video. You know what I mean? So, but we'll include a link where you can get the movie if you want to like, if you want to check it out next week so that you can buy it. Uh, It's not available in most of your normal places because it's a rather indie project. So, uh, but we're definitely going to watch both of those. Um, If I find a place where you can watch it sooner than later, I'll definitely link you to it. Otherwise, we expect those two movies next week. We hope that you guys are having a good week this week already and you enjoyed our talk about these puppy movies (laughs) that we got a little wild. But... uh, Thank you guys so much for coming by. We'll see you next week. And as always, long live the boy.